about those things, too, on this show. And um, I just wanted to mention, uh, I believe the date is uh, January 8th. Uh, Certainly, if you're on the West Coast of the USA, it's January 8th. And uh, your city here, it's uh, where I am, it's January 9th already. But January 8th was, I believe, the uh, birthday of uh, Elvis Presley. It also might have been the birthday of uh, Bowie, too. But uh, just give me, let me give a brief mention about Elvis Presley. Uh, This is one of the greatest human beings that ever walked the face of the earth. He made so many people happy. He had charisma. He uh, was able to uh, swoon the girls off their feet. And he had such a great positive male image. If you were a guy back in his day, you wanted to be just like Elvis. And uh, fantastic voice he had. You know, he still holds musical records that haven't been beat by anybody. I forget what they, which ones they are. Hey, this is a calling radio show. If you uh, know any uh, Elvis trivia and... Uh, Relation to his birthday, um, you figured it out. He was born in 1935. How old would he be today? How old would his spirit be? You know, when people die, the physical body dies, the spirit lives on, the soul lives on. Sometimes they reincarnate into uh, another body uh, shortly thereafter, a short time after. And... uh, that's a whole topic in itself. But uh, happy birthday, Elvis, if you're listening. And um, what can I say except happy birthday, Elvis? The uh, And it's a call-in radio show. Hey, it's uh, 888-627-6008. But let's get right down to connecting the dots. Uh if you haven't heard already, the Galactic Federation, yeah, the 52 star nations of our galaxy that represent the good vibrations, the places where there is no evil going on. Many planets out there, many star systems that have evolved beyond uh, dark vibrations. And everybody gets along. And everybody uh, shares in the beauty of things. And it's all based around them. Love, L-O-V-E. Love, the most powerful force in the universe. That's right. You know, that was the message that Jesus tried to give to the world. when uh, That was part of his mission, 
when he was here on earth. You, you must have heard of him, Jesus, sometimes referred as Jesus Christ, or if you can, uh, he was born into this world as Jesus of Nazareth. But uh, his mission was to um, spread the gospel as given to him by the Heavenly Father, who's everyone's Heavenly Father, and uh, spread the mission. Part of the mission was to explain to the people of Earth that God is a God of love. And the loving God, the single source of all there is, loved humanity and loved every one of us and still does. And, of course, uh, there's no reason for you not to return that love to the Heavenly Father, the single source of all there is. Yeah, personally known as the Heavenly Father. I mean, it's nice to know uh, people on a personal level, and that's what Jesus taught. Refer to the single source of all there is uh, as your Heavenly Father. Because the fact of the matter is, he's the Heavenly Father of all that exists. And um, I just want to clarify that with a lot of New Age people. They want to talk about God as the source. Well, yeah, he is the source, but that's not a personal uh, identification. You know, person, uh, per, uh, personal identification involves a personality. You have a personality, and I just wanted to explain to everybody... We just got done with uh, Charles Green telling you um, about that you're not your body, you know, and then if you go and uh, say what he tells you to say and uh, put your focus on your uh, forehead or your third eye and say, uh, watch spot, you know, because uh, it's to get you to think. You know, who you are is a personality, and the information has been given to mankind that everybody's personality is a gift from the Heavenly Father, the single source of all there is. The Creator God's create um, the bodies as the idea of creations, the idea for the creations all comes from the Heavenly Father, but they are allowed to take the pure power, uh, omnipotent power of the single source of all that is, the Heavenly Father, and work with it to create creations of the physical worlds. And all the creations of the physical worlds are created via the creator, God, creator gods, as they're known in Jesus uh, Christ also is one of the Michaels, known as the Creator Gods. All the Creator Gods are given the name, the title of Michael. That's it. That information is out there. If you don't know about it, it's only because you haven't been searching for the truth. How I came upon it? I was out there searching for the truth. I asked a lot of questions from a lot of people, and it all pointed down to the fifth apocle revelation, and that's what the information is. Information provided not by earth beings, but galactic records kept on other worlds where they are secure. And uh, I just wanted to give that a little bit of information. 
because apparently there isn't, you know, I've never heard anybody talk on any radio show giving that important information. That's some of the most important information that mankind could ever receive. You know, it's all been explained to us already. It's out there in books, in the libraries, gathering dust. The explanations of everything uh, from the first source down to where we are right here living in a physical body on planet Earth, all the connective points are there. You just have to connect the dots. There is no mystery that we haven't been given enough information to figure out for ourselves. And I took the time to do it, and that's what qualifies to me to be a teacher of truth and uh, elaborate truths. You know? I searched for the information, and I found out, and I can explain to anybody Anytime, anywhere, how it got from the original source to the first creation to the second creation, all the way down to where we are here. It, and I picked that information up from the information that's out there. Why haven't you? Well, uh, that famous saying, seek and ye shall find. And uh, so much for that. Meanwhile, we have, uh, meanwhile, back on Earth, we have... We're at war, and we need to address uh, the battlefield. What's going on here? The star seeds. I've talked to you them about you them to the about you. I've talked to you, the listening audience, about the star seeds before. But let me just refresh your memory. They're on a mission. They're in physical bodies here on Earth right now. They've come from other systems, other star systems. You know, the sun, the one. We call the sun as a star, just in case uh, they don't teach that in science class anymore, you know, because uh, education has just got more and more brainwashed, brainwashing of students. And um, the, <laughs> yes, the sun comes up in the, uh, you know, as the earth spins, it appears like the sun is rotating, but it's not. We're spinning in a circle. I believe it's counterclockwise. Hey, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, planet Earth spins counterclockwise. And that's what makes the sun appear to arise on the east and settle in the west. But uh, we're the ones spinning, and the sun is traveling through space. And it takes the planets with them. Yeah, planet Earth. This Earth is a planet. No, it's not flat Earth. That's just more stupid to... Uh, uh, you know, misinformation put out there to uh, get people to argue over a silly point. And uh, it is a silly point. And, they, and people come up, I, I just, I, you know, I, I don't get involved in these, uh, I'm on Twitter, I don't get involved in these conversations about flat earth. It's a waste of my time, but I, I take time to do, hear some of the logic they come out with. And the logic, when these people are trying to connect the dots to flat earthers, they are not connect. Uh, they're not connecting enough dots, you know. Uh, <laughs> if there's all, you know, if there's a thousand dots on the page that need to be connected to explain it all and prove that Earth is circular, the flat earthers connect four dots and call it a square and say that's what makes the Earth flat. 
But if they were to connect all the other dots that are floating about to make the uh, more accurate big picture, they would find out that their model just doesn't make any sense. So to put that argument to rest, it's not even an argument, it's just misinformation, misguiding uninformed people. The um, uh, we're at war here. This is it. This is the final battle, as kind of talked about in the book of the Revelation. You know, if you're, if you're a Bible reader, and I studied the Bible for over nine years straight to try to figure it out just by studying the Bible, and guess what? There wasn't enough information there. It takes a long while to read all those 66 books or 66-plus books and uh, correlate all the information and see how it fits. Some of it fits and some of it doesn't. And if you once you gain an understanding, you talk about the Bible correctly, and we could call it the world's first encyclopedia. In 325 A.D., the Roman government, you know, the Romans, they were anti-religious. They were pagans, warmongers, conquerors. Uh, uh, believers in fake deities, uh, they put together the Bible for you. So, uh, you know, God didn't put together the Bible, nor did Jesus. It was the Romans, and they, probably on purpose, because the dark side is so mischievous, and they have so much control over humanity, and have had so much control for a long, long, long time. Uh, and uh, if, if you uh, know how to analyze things correctly and ask the key questions and know how to connect the dots correctly, you can quickly uh, prove to yourself that the Old Testament, the 39 books that make up of the 66 books that make up the Bible, do not, uh, uh, don't jive with the teachings of Jesus. Starting with the Gospels. And if you really want to get into it, um, many of the books of the New Testament, mainly the letters written by the Apostle Paul, though he meant well, and uh, switched sides during the course of his life uh, to uh, battle for the real God, his letters to the churches were still written by a man who had been severely brainwashed by the dark side by being a Roman citizen. And his uh, letters, though he, uh, you know, embodies uh, many of the teachings of Christ, of Jesus of his time, Jesus of Nazareth, he uh, was still wrongfully influenced by his um, pagan bringing up by the Roman government. And so he has a lot of things wrong, too, in his thinking, and it's wrong to say that the letters of Paul are wrongly taught as the Word of God. The only thing that can uh, truly be, of all the Bibles in the book, that can be truly considered the Word of God are, and I don't care if you agree with this or not, but you're not going to beat me in a verbal argument about it, but hey, it's called a radio show, try to, if you want to. Oh, we'll spend a little time on it. The Gospels are pretty well accurate by other information that has come along since and uh, verified what Jesus was teaching, plus 
the book of the Revelation, which was information g- given by uh, one of the angels of Christ, sent his angel to one of the disciples, John, and the angel instructs, instructs him to write down. And we'll just assume he did his best to write down the truth. And, of course, the book of the Revelation, if you read it, talks about the end times. And if you just get a copy of that book or turn to the last book in your Bible, you can see a lot of the things uh, talked about uh, are coming to uh, manifest, especially uh, the mark of the beast. We have so many mark of the beast trying to be put on us right now. Plus, to take over the money system by the dark side which they're doing um, and getting away with because people aren't willing to stand up. Which uh, goes hand in hand with what I call uh, the real epidemic on planet Earth is the lack of responsiveness by people, people in all walks of life. I'd say over 50% of the human race is unresponsive. But, hey, it doesn't end there. You know, I've been following the Galactic Federation on Twitter for what they're willing to reveal to us for um, over four years now. And uh, guess what? They're suffering from that uh, epidemic of unresponsiveness, too. They have some legitimate excuses for their unresponsiveness, but unresponsiveness is still unresponsiveness. Like, you know, I say, don't tell, tell me that, that you can't do this when you really haven't tried to do this. I'm a person that never takes no for an answer, and, uh, you know, sometimes I'm forced to take no for an answer for extenuating circumstances. But in general, 99 out of 100 times, I don't take no for an answer. And uh, we can tie this in with the... Uh, uh, the true story about Elvis as told, uh, you might want to, there are some real interesting stories about Elvis, the man I talked to, who just got done celebrating his birthday, the legend himself, Elvis Presley. There's a story about he was having an argument, and these are one, and this, this little story explains, well, even though you know you're right, and you don't want to take no for an answer, sometimes you're forced to take that no by the circumstances of the situation. And the story goes like this. Elvis was having a heated argument with one of his childhood friends from high school, and uh, Elvis wasn't winning the argument. It must have been a bad day for him. And uh, as most people know, that he walked around with a loaded revolver in his pocket all the time, and he's having this heated argument with his old childhood friend, and uh, he didn't want to admit he was wrong, so he says to his friend, you know, his longtime friend, you know, he says, I'm going to win this argument right now. He pulls out his revolver, he gets ready, points it at the guy's head, his buddy now, childhood friend, and says, now, now, who's right? Uh-uh. You or me? And with the loaded gun pointed at his head, and uh, Elvis in a heated mood, mood uh, his friend says, okay, Elvis, you win. You're right. And that's the circumstance where even though you know you're right, the situation calls for, well, okay, even though I know I'm right, I'll, I'll admit you're right. It's your Elvis story. Look it up. Google it. Well, it might not be out there on the Internet, but uh, I picked it up listening to a radio show. 
uh, one night. But anyhow, back to the war going on. You're 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 <laughs> you're being assaulted by the war. The war is against the people, the human race, against the governments of the world. Then they're all under the control of the new world order. Um, in America, here we can think of two exceptions, or maybe three. Uh, I'll just name two of them of people that have not succumbed to the pressures of the new world order with their bribe money and threats, et cetera, et cetera. And right now um, they're making uh, as good a stand as they can two lone souls in a country of over 350 million people out there publicly fighting for the human race, and that's Rand Paul of the U.S. Uh, Congress, Senator Rand Paul and uh, uh, the governor of Florida, uh, Governor DeSantis, I believe his name is. And there's a few other people out there that are uh, sticking their neck out and um, uh, for truth. But, I mean, that is pathetic. The rest of the world, all the governments everywhere else, They've all been bought out, and they're all nothing but puppets for the New World Order. And boy, now that the New World Order has control of all the governments in the world, they still control the U.S. government, because uh, Rand Paul is only one person in Congress, 535 people in the Congress, and uh, plus the White House staff, they're all controlled, too, uh, with cloned Biden, and uh, there's no reason to believe he's a human anymore. Uh, if it's, you know, the shoe fits where, and, and um, he acts like a defective clone. But, um, you know, news media will never admit to that. And they're, they're controlled, too, and all the news, major news medias, uh, mainstream media, as they're called, or the big broadcasting companies, they are all fully controlled by the New World Order. And the agenda of the New World Order is to fully control humanity, depopulate humanity, and um, that's it. If you don't understand what's going on, boy, you're you're asleep at the wheel. You are in the Matrix. First of all, go watch the Matrix movie and see where you are. You're in that uh, <laughs> you're in that puddle of, of liquid hooked up to uh, uh, <laughs> a holographic vision machine that plays your life out for you while you're laying there and they're sucking the energy out of your body. Yeah, you're you're in that matrix. You know, it's not just a movie. It's telling you where you're at. And uh, all you people that are not awake, you're walking around, there's demons sucking energy off you. Uh, yeah, demons exist, yeah. Call them the fallen angels. Call them whatever you want. You know, invisible entities that that latch onto you like leeches. And because you're unaware that these creatures are walking about or flying about or floating about, you're an easy target. And they get in your subconscious mind and they begin to control your conscious mind. And they keep you at war with everyone. They keep you uh, in constant chaos. And at the same time, they suck the energy off your body. Like I said, go watch re- or rewatch the movie The Matrix. The Matrix Reloaded. And understand this is where you are. 
you haven't woken up yet. It'd be nice if you could take the red pill. You know, but um, I think that's the one that wakes you up. Hey, correct me if I'm wrong. It's a call-in radio show. Uh, 888-627-6008. But um, that's the dark side. We call them the dark side, the uh, Galactic Federation. Yeah, there is a real Federation, just like in Star Trek. But the one thing different about the real Federation, there is no prime directive. And uh, I mentioned it last week. I'll mention it again. Back on December 21st, with those of us that participated, that infinitesimal small amount of us, all we had to do was, out of the, all of humanity, 8 billion people, all we had to do was get 144,000 people to sign the document to make it formal that we want them to come assist and help us. We made that goal. Uh, but I don't think we even got beyond 200,000, but we at least made the 144,000. So it's a signed contract now with the Galactic Federation. You know, all we ever had to do was ask them, but we didn't even know they were there because we were locked in tight in the matrix in that puddle of water with electrodes hooked up to us, and our whole life was planned out from beginning to end, you know, you, uh, as soon as you're uh, old enough to uh, be sent to school, the indoctrination starts. You know, if, uh, I mean, truthfully, if uh, yeah, I was smart enough to know what I wanted, if they had asked me, do you want to go to school? I would have said, hell no, you know, because I had known enough already to navigate through the world. Sure, I taught, uh, you know, and, and now with the, the video, you know, education systems and stuff, they're going to set that up for us, you know, mathematics, you know, how many, I, you know, I didn't have to waste a whole day in school to learn addition, subtraction, uh, multiplication, and division, and uh, listen to all the other crap they were trying to teach me. I didn't have to know how to sentence structure. What a waste of time, you know, and uh, I didn't need to learn how to respond to bills and orders. So if I didn't uh, get a job at a factory which had the same system and uh, the same lunch period, in fact, you get less lunch period if you're working in a factory. In school, I've never used to get an hour for lunch. When you go out in the workforce, they want to give you a half hour for lunch. Uh, if I hadn't had to go through all that indoctrination, you know, life would have been so much more enjoyable. I hated school, really. And the uh, only pleasure in school was becoming a class clown. You know, it was a relief from the monotony and the uh, uh, listening to robots trying to turn you into a robot. And uh, with a, uh, you know, 12 years, you have to go through school indoctrination. It's a waste of precious time. You're youth. You should be out playing learning, uh, you know, the first things, if there were anything good they were going to teach you in school, would be how to get along with socially with other people, you know? And that could be probably done once a week for a couple of hours. And the rest should all have been electives, you know? You, you can go at your own pace, you, you know? It's important to understand addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division, Okay? It's not important to learn a lot of other things they were trying to teach you. But 
if the opportunity was there for you to learn and you wanted to learn, then you could attend maybe an hour a day or two hours a day at the most, and maybe only for one or two days a week. The rest should have been off time off with your parents or friends once you've learned to get along with people of your own age. You could have uh, been playing and uh, playing in a nice way where there were, there were, people weren't calling each other names and uh, ostracizing each other and picking on each other and all that other crap, archaic crap that you were learning indirectly by going to school, by being forced to go to school. Well, so much for that. We definitely need, the whole education system needs to be uh, uh, rerouted. And then the new reality is coming our way. So we need to look forward to, uh, we're still talking about the war here, those of us that are on the good side and want to join the Galactic Federation, which we will have the opportunity to do uh, officially once they land their spacecraft. That's right. 52 star nations are going to land their spacecraft. Certain groups, namely the Pleiadians, I hear maybe the Arcturians, will probably, or the Syrians, will probably be the first groups to land. Uh, the Pleiadians look just like us, and then some of these other beings look a little different. Hey, watch a little science fiction movie, or watch, just watch Star Trek, and you'll get an idea that creatures can look different, but they still can be nice guys uh, uh, at the same time. So... The message is from the star seeds, as I explained before, whom they are, most of them are from the Pleiades. They're Pleiadians living, and they incarnated into human bodies here. And their job is to anchor the light. And they, you know, I follow a lot of them on Twitter, and a lot of them follow me. And we're talking about projecting love. That's the thing. That's the key ingredient. That's the common denominator, love the highest vibration possible, and we should be projecting whether you're funneling light in through the top of your head down to the center crystal core of the earth. Yeah, that's another lie that we were taught in science, uh, fake science in school. They told us, oh, it was nothing but a molten ball of lava in the center of the earth. Well, for those of you who haven't heard the message, at a certain point in time, a ninth-dimensional crystal was uh, placed in the center of the Earth, and it's there right now. And it's uh, connected with the consciousness of Mother Earth. It's a living entity. It's not a bunch of molten lava with solid rocks around it, and, you know, as we were told in science class or we could call it fake science class now. What are the bad things they taught us in uh, science class? I don't even want to go into that. It's just a waste of time. But uh, the uh, that's the, uh, hey, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's, that's the reality of planet Earth. In the center, uh, connected with the consciousness of Mother Earth, it's a ninth-dimensional crystal of special geometric proportions, perhaps it's a star uh, tetrahedron, if you know that shape. If you don't, look it up. It's um, a couple of uh, interpenetrating tetrahedrons called the star tetrahedron. 
couple of versions of it. The, um, in fact, our bodies have invisible energy star tetrahedrons. So one, uh, one pyramid into um, meshing with an, uh, one pyramid facing up tetra uh, tetrahedron. Uh, some people um, give the example as a regular four-sided uh, pyramid. And uh, uh, a four-sided pyramid, uh, interpenetrating pyramid pointing downward. One represents male, the other represents female energies. And they spin, one spins counterclockwise and the other clockwise. And it's been said, if you can envision these things spinning and uh, speed it up to uh, a certain frequency beyond the, uh, the speed of, of common light, uh, the, um, you'll become a vehicle of light and you'll be able to zip out of your physical body and travel anywhere in the universe. Doesn't that sound fantastic? Well, we're all going to be learning about that in a couple of years or, or however long it takes. We'd have till 2025 for it to happen. We'd like it to happen this year. Because we're at war. Don't you understand? Your government has sided with the evil side. Yep, including the U.S. government. It's ruled by evil, by the dark entities, by AI intelligence, the Illuminati, the Freemasons who once were good, but now their hierarchy is bad, the Jesuits, you know? People confuse that. It sounds almost like Jesus. No, the Jesuits are bad guys, you know? The Pope is a fake entity. If that offends you when you're listening out there, well, that's just too bad because you need to do your own investigation. You know, how come nobody... I tweeted once in a while on Twitter. How come nobody's talking about the fact we've all seen pictures of the Pope on, on the TV... And uh, he wears a beanie cap or a skull cap, to be more polite, with an antenna sticking out the top. And I've also noticed on occasion some of the cardinals got to, uh, have an antenna sticking out of their cap, too. Now, why would somebody who's supposed to be representing the real God have an antenna on top of their head? Well, the dark side would probably need that antenna so they can keep a tight leash on their pawn, their puppet. Yeah, the Pope is nothing but a puppet for the new world order. That's right. You know, a self-appointed uh, entity set up by the Roman Catholic Church. The Romans set this guy up, you know? Hey, if again, like I said, the most valuable books in uh, the Bible are the... Uh, <laughs> the Gospels and the Book of the Revelation. But, I mean, if you look in the other books, you're not going to find any mention of a pope. You know, it's a fictitious character created by the Romans in 325 A.D. when they set up uh, the Roman Catholic Church. And the Romans were not good guys. You know, they ruled with an iron fist. From 0 A.D. to 500 A.D., basically, at the fall of the Roman Empire. And uh, basically, I would just take a guess, hey, maybe somebody has uh, the more exact information. 
Uh, any Romans from the past? Can uh, got a cell phone? You want to call in, tell us uh, about how it actually got played out? Now, of course, I think uh, one of the Caesars, uh, you know, the rulers, uh, the emperor of Rome at the time, whatever his name was, gave the order, yeah, let's set up this church because we're tired of the pesky Jews and the pesky Christians because they weren't willing to to bow down to the emperor of Rome as if he was God's representative. So they came up with an alternative. Let's greet this pope. And uh, we'll tell him that, we'll just tell the people that he's God's representative. And people were really ignorant back then. In fact, if you read the Bible carefully, and everybody should take the time to read the Gospels, they're about 98, 99% accurate. There's other information, newer information, that points out there's a few discrepancies. Uh, because it was edited, you can rest assured, forget t- telling us about the King James Version. It's an edited version. You know, what was given, uh, what the Catholic Church put out there, and when it was revised a little after the King James Version of the Bible, it was all edited. Of course, the editors were humans, and they didn't, they left things in that, uh, provided some clues that there was more to this than what they were telling us. And so, um, the <laughs> you know, there's a lot of inaccurate information out there floating around. But rest assured, next time you're watching TV, look at the skull, that white skull cap that the Pope is wearing, and you'll see an antenna coming out. Why isn't anybody talking about this? You know? That should be a major issue. Why aren't the news reporters saying that? Uh, when the, you know, well, they're all owned by the New World Order. They don't want to give away that secret. And while we're talking about the Pope and the Catholic Church here, there's a lot of good people in the Catholic Church. A lot of people that become priests, they're good people. A lot of, uh, you know, um, even though they violate uh, the teachings of Jesus, yeah, all the... All the uh, <laughs> All the priests in the Catholic Church, you know, they they tell you to call him Father, you know, and it's one of the it's in violation of the teachings of Jesus. How can they claim to be representing Jesus when Jesus specifically said, "Don't want let no one on earth call you Father," and they they set it up so you you're calling them Father, you know. Uh, uh, you know, well, people don't read their Bible, so that's how they get over that one over on people. Um, have been conning people since the beginning uh, with that one. But here's the, here's the uh, true story that I came about, and it's nothing beats a true story. I, I you know I was um, doing I was uh, a driver for I was a rap driver for a delivery business, and I had a customer base of 500 to 1,000 people. You know, you get to learn a lot about the world by having a, a route a driver route with 500 to 1,000 customers. And uh, you get to know some of the customers personally when they sign the the bill of laden or they pay you the cash or whatever deal you're working with them, you know, for the delivery. And uh, one day, this uh, we're having this, I'm having this casual conversation with one of my customers, and he got just out of the blue. He says, you know, I was going to become a priest one time until I found out about the two sets of books. I says, what? I was interested. He goes, yeah, I was studying over in the Vatican there 
about I was going to be a priest. It was going to be my livelihood. Studying in the Vatican now, and he asked, uh, speaking to a, I don't know, one of the cardinals or whatever, uh, and they were having casual conversations and a bit of truth that slipped out that probably uh, would never be made public, but I'm making it public now. The um, uh, the cardinal uh, he was talking to, or never of high-ranking authority in the Vatican whom he was talking to, mentioned to him that only the cardinals and the pope get to see the original documents that are kept in the Vatican's wall. And he, so he asked the question, you mean there's two sets of books? You know, the ones the regular people get to see and the priests get to see, and then there's the other set of books, the original manuscripts that are locked away, and you only get to see them if you uh, obtain the rank of cardinal or you're the pope. Well, he said, well, once he heard that, he quit the order immediately. He didn't want to be a priest no more, and I don't blame him. Because why isn't that truth being told? Or the Catholic Church is really so good and honest and uh, uh, faithful to God. Well, why, why aren't they revealing the real scriptures to us? Obviously, the real scriptures. Um Kind of like the Dead Sea Scrolls have uh, information they don't want us to hear about. And uh, great pain was taken to take out all mentions of extraterrestrials and stuff like that visiting planet Earth. But if you were to take the time uh, to read some of Zachariah Stitchens, God rest his soul, a New York City resident who wrote an amazing amount of books by studying Sumerian um, you call them hieroglyphics or the stone tablets on which the cuneiforms were carved into. Uh, he put forth the knowledge he gained into uh, uh, several books, uh, like the Twelfth Planet, uh, you know, and other books too. Uh, and in that information, uh, the information being given to uh, the Sumerians, they weren't shy about talking about people landing in space group craft and coming from other planets. It's right there, it's carved into the stone. Well, so why isn't that uh, taught in history class? It took somebody, uh, you know, finally in the 20th century, because there's only a couple hundred people in the whole world to understand how to read uniform of Sumerian tablets, well, once that books, uh, those books of his were published in common language like English, why wasn't that information being taught in the schools? Again, more proof that government has been, you know, nothing but puppets for the New World Order. And the New World Order has always been around. It started with the Anunnaki, you know, 400,000 years ago or 300,000 years ago when they finally started uh, interacting closely with men and turning us into slave labor. Uh, that was the new world order of that day. Then they reestablished themselves with the, uh, the bankers and other wealthy individuals from the Illuminati. And eventually they got all these people, you know, the word Illuminati when it started in 1776, hey, this is an educational show, uh, and you learn things. started the same year, the Illuminati, that group uh, 
known as the Illuminati, they were supposed to be illuminated with light and information. Started off as a good group, but it quickly were commandeered by the New World Order of the time, which already were the bankers um, and other rich folk. Uh, and there's family lines that come from other star systems. Uh, recently, there's a lot of important information being revealed on Twitter. Uh, you know, I can thank uh, President Trump for that. Uh, if he hadn't joined Twitter, I would have never even thought of it. But there's so much important information that relates to what's happening today, and it's out there on Twitter. Uh, and uh, so uh, Twitter is kind of a news source and stuff like that. You just got to be careful if you're making comments not to say things that uh, the Twit monster will punish you for, you know, even though you're telling the truth. Uh, once you want to learn how to navigate around that, you pretty much can say anything. You just got to choose your words carefully. Misspell the words is the obvious uh, solution to that one because they have the AI machines monitoring, and it's, uh, we can misspell words. And as humans, we can understand what you meant, what you meant by misspelling the word. But the machines, because because there's so many variations of misspelling words, you can't program the machines to to uh, figure them all out. Uh, so you want to, you know, you're on Twitter if you join up and, and you start tweeting, just be careful with keywords, you know, say the word vaccine, just misspell it a little, we know what you mean. And, um, the machine won't be able to tag you as you violating the rules because they don't want you to say any truth about vaccines. They want mainstream media lies to, uh, for you to swallow it down. And, um... I myself have, uh, you know, done my share of trying to reveal the truth. I've put it into songs over the years. Hey, I've got a video out there um, on YouTube called The Common Man where I speak the truth, you know. And I talk about these things that most of the, the world is just finding out about now how fake news is. And we can thank Trump, uh, President Trump to come up for coming up with that term, fake news, because it caught on pretty well and it was pretty accurate. Uh, to get us to think about how fake it is. And uh, in that particular song, they feed them lies through the TV screen. It goes down easy with a dash of truth, and that's just how they get you to swallow it. You know, they'll have 90% of lies on their uh, news program, their propaganda news, which it should be called, and they'll give you one true story, and that will be enough to get you to swallow the whole kitten caboodle, as the saying goes. And you can look that one up, too, on Google. See, uh, uh, here's why I just got to butt in and do a little commercial for myself here. You know, um, I'm a poor person, basically. I live below the poverty line. Every nickel and dime I can scrape up, I get up to do my radio show because you got to pay the guys who have the equipment to do, to do the show. You know, they're doing all the hard work. Uh, me talking and uh, is uh, talking itself is easy. Once I've got the information, I've spent a whole lifetime gathering information. I started gathering information when I was a child, even before I went to public school, was forced to go to public school. And it never stopped. And now I'm a very knowledgeable person. When I speak, I know what I'm talking about. Through a continuous life of self-education. 
And so um, early uh, in my or in my late teens, I started writing songs, and then continued through my twenties, thirties, and occasionally I still write songs. But uh, um, I wanted to. I saw examples of other people out there writing songs that had social meaning to it. You know, they, they had a message to them, and I, I took to that kind of writing of songs. I can write party songs, too. But um, um, the only way I can make any money off this until I come up with a better system, hey, if you're out there and you know how to help me uh, set it up, I'm willing to share a percentage of profit. But um, I've got my CD Baby albums out there. And... Um, I've got a lot of great message songs on my album, Songs Better Than Dylan. They, they make social commentary. They, they're philosophical. They talk about the aspects of life that we need to be thinking about. And um, that album doesn't have any video to it. Uh, so I've taken one or two of the songs to it and put videos to it. I always tell you to watch my videos, but... Uh, the um, through the CD Baby album titled Songs Better Than Dylan and My Name is Tom Edison and that's what they were recorded under my name Tom Edison my album Songs Better Than Dylan uh, if you can buy buy each song separately for 99 cents now I got 23 songs on on that album, and I guarantee if you start listening to them, you will find one song that you'll think it's worth uh, downloading for 99 cents to give me the opportunity to make back a little money from all the effort and a lifetime of learning that I put into these creative songs. And uh, I'm going to give you a name of one song here. That has, uh, I'll give you the name of two songs. The first one, probably the most, no, I'll give you the name of three songs. No, I'll give you the name of one song. You know why? Because if I give you the other two names, the videos are going to pop up first. So uh, the name of this song is called Jerusalem. You know that famous city over there? Birthplace of Jesus. Uh, capital of, uh, new capital of Israel. Jerusalem, yeah. The Holy City, the um, claimed by all kinds of people, fought over by all kinds of people, but spelled Jerusalem, you know, spelled just like it's, uh, just like the town. Well, in that song, Jerusalem, the key message there is that God is love, and love is the answer that will set us free. We need to leave our hate and anger behind. We all want peace. It's got basically three verses to it, and you can listen to the whole song by going on uh, YouTube, or sometimes Google will take you right to YouTube. Just punch in the word Jerusalem by Tom Edison, and you'll see... The album cover, because, you know, you're going to see the same album cover for every one of the songs, and then just click on it, and the whole song will play for you. 
And then if you want to buy it, you can go to Amazon or I think iTunes also and buy it for 99 cents if you like it. And a song like that, the message is there for the whole world, for all the situations, it's the power of love and identifying that God is love. No, God is not an angry God. Those are the false gods of the incorrect Jewish scriptures. You know? Uh, and like I said at the beginning of the show, the, the mission of Jesus was to teach the world that God is love. So anyhow, there's that song, Jerusalem. When the show's over, go on your computer, punch it in. And, uh, punch in the words, Jerusalem by Tom Edison, and you should get the uh, album cover of Songs Better Than Dylan, and then you can scroll through the 23 songs there and find that song, Jerusalem, and listen to it. And I believe you'll, you'll, you'll be, the song should be able to convince you that it's worth 99 cents. And then, and then uh, you can download it and then play it for... It's a great message we all need to hear. If everyone in Jerusalem and Palestine uh, listened to that song, perhaps they could come to a truth. The problem there is, you know, it's the system of government. The leaders of all the governments in the world are controlled by the New World Order that want constant conflict. That's what they want, and so they manipulate the minds of the Jewish government and the Palestinian government to not agree on anything and mistreat each other to keep the battle going. But if that song, Jerusalem, were to be played and passed around, the people might hear the message and understand that they have to act accordingly to what's in their heart, not what their leaders tell them, because the leaders of all the nations are corrupt with few exceptions. And uh, it's important that uh, you, the listening audience, respond to what I'm saying. I gave you one song, Jerusalem, and uh, be sure to key in by Tom Edison. And that ought to take you right to the YouTube thing, and you'll see the, uh, the Blue Spiral album cover, and then you uh, go through it, and um, the machine might take you right to the song right there, and you can listen to it. And I said, and do me a favor by downloading it so I can get paid 99 cents uh, for every uh, download. Because I need to make some money back. You know, I'm tired of being a poor person. You know, I put all this money and effort and time uh, in to put the show together and stuff and, and record these songs and, get the good messages out there. So this is kind of a test tonight to see if, if uh, my listening audience can be responsive to what the little I'm asking of them, you know? I've got a song that could change the world right there, you know? Similar to the message in... The Beatles, All You Need Is Love. I mean, there it is, All You Need Is Love. But my, my song goes a little further. It, it correlates it to the, uh, the problem in Jerusalem, the constant warring, and the only way to end it is with love. To put your anger and hate behind 
you know? Bring your love out into the street. This is a message for the people, not for the governments, because the governments are hell-bent on continuing the insanity because they're ruled by bribe money that pays them to continue the battle. Because that's what the New World Order wants. They want us all fighting to the end of time because that's how it makes us easy to control. And that lowers the population, too. I've already mentioned it. That's one of their agendas, I guess, Agenda 21 or something. Depopulate the world. They want to get rid of 95%. They're doing it right now with the vaccines. That's why you shouldn't get the vaccine. Plus, there's all bad things. How many, you know, get, make yourself aware and um, warn your friends, you know, putting this graphene oxide. They've shown demonstrations. They're out there on Twitter, you know, on some of the videos people uh, that, uh, post. They have, they show you there certain frequencies will cause these nanobot-like things, uh, graphene, to uh, uh, build together like chains. Chains, in fact, and then correlate that with the the star the Stargate uh, SG one episodes where they're constantly battling the, the replicants that can replicate, combine together and create monsters, metal monsters where they will combine together to form a big uh, hard to destroy enemy. Well, they're injecting this crap. Uh, the enemy into your bloodstream, and they've tricked you into allowing them to do that. That's how sick uh, this situation is. And people have dropped dead on the spot after getting some of these vaccines. And, of course, they make uh, some of them uh, saline solutions because they don't want to scare everyone away just yet. They want to get everyone hooked on this booster uh, endless booster routine, and then at some point, all all of the stuff will be just total toxic, and there is no scrutiny on any of it. You know, uh, so you know what's in the vaccine? Well, some people, the scientists have uh, identified that, uh, I don't know, five months ago or something, they all concluded that this graphene oxide is basically nanobot technology, that can be put to uh, get you can get all these particles to combine together and they can uh, destroy you from inside out by just broadcasting a certain frequency. And there's more, like Charlie Green was. Charles Green was um, warning you on the show before me the new GMO thing coming out in um, probably the end of this month or something. They're going to start putting nanobots in food supplies unless it's organic and. <laughs> We know they can lie about organic, something being organic, too. There'll be a few uh, uh, organic things. You know, you really got to do some investigation to eat healthy food now or grow your own. And, of course, then there's a problem still with the chemtrails, problem that no one in government is addressing. You know, even the the people I mentioned today in the U.S. government, you know. Uh, Come on, Rand Paul. Why aren't you talking about 5G? You know, uh, Governor DeSantis. Yeah, I know you got a lot of problems on your hand, but you could be uh, talking about 5G, and you could be stopping those planes from flying over your state. And what about all the other governors? What about all the world leaders around the world? You're just uh, allowing poisons to be spread into the air that everybody breathes, and they're filled with nanoparticles too, and some of them might be graphene. You know, when you get some in your system. And then you can vibrate them to uh, join up with each other and explode you from inside out. You know, 
I mean, this is what's going on. It's happening now. It's being done to you. Why isn't there a full-scale rebellion in the streets? You know, I heard over in Kazakhstan that the people, within a couple of days, tore down the government. They all got together, and they chased their corrupt government out of town, and then they broke into all the banks and took all the money they could. Now, you know, I'm not promoting violence, but at least they did something and, uh, you know, and saved themselves from things getting worse. You know, every government in the world can be taken down without bloodshed, but you got to do uh, adventure strategies and put them into motion, and it requires the responsiveness of large groups of people. Like I said, there's an epidemic of unresponsiveness. So anyhow, I'm putting a little test today to see if there's anybody in my listening audience that knows how to be responsive. I'm asking you to uh, Google it or go to YouTube. The song called, the title is Jerusalem. And it's by me, Tom Edison. So you key in the words Jerusalem by Tom Edison and uh, the song ought to appear. And it will appear on YouTube as the album cover or songs better than Dylan, which is a, a blue spiral. And uh, then you can listen to the whole song for free, but then have the courtesy to download it so me, the artist, the recording artist, the writer of the song, can collect 99 cents on your download. And... Uh, get some payment for all I'm doing for nothing. Well, we're coming to the end of the show, and uh, if you listened before, at the end of the show, you hear the lead guitar bark to my song, Are You the Party in Kind, followed by my uh, rock and roll anthem, I Gotta Be Somebody, you know? You can uh, buy buy the audio version of that on... Uh, <laughs> Amazon, you know, and the way you the way you buy it is you put the name, the title of the song, in, I got to be somebody by Tom Edison, and you get to listen to the whole song, but you're going to get to listen to it now at the end of the show. Tell your friends to tune in next week, and hey, connect the dots. This is Tom Edison saying good night, and here's the countdown: five, four, three, two, one, zero. Just to be old Got me somebody Or I will be satisfied